0: The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. McDavid kicks it back to Ackholm. And now
1: McDavid has it again at center ice with 30 seconds to go. Beats Thomas. One. Walks in. Left circle shot. Score! Connor McDavid! The drought is over! 3-2 Edmonton! McDavid wins it in overtime!
2: Well, he wasn't possibly going to go 11 games without scoring. Connor McDavid ending a 10-game goalless drought with the overtime winner tonight at Rogers Place. He added two more assists, so he has 22 assists in his last nine games. And the Oilers recover from a very poor start tonight to beat the St. Louis Blues 3-2 in overtime. Zach Hyman with two goals. He is up to 40 on the season. Good goaltending duel tonight as well. Skinner wound up with 32 saves for the win. Binnington made 32 saves. He'll take the overtime loss. Thanks a lot for joining us live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reid Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Leading up to that McDavid overtime goal, Yep. I thought to myself, I wonder if this is the most consecutive amount of time that Matias Ekholm has ever handled the puck <laughs> in an NHL game.
3: He tried giving it, giving it away a few times. It kept coming back to him. He's like, yeah, I don't want it. He, he, it was funny. I, I heard him in the, uh, the postgame. He talks about how exhausted he was, and he just kept skating further and further back into his own end. I got a path to my own end. I knew I could go that way. He tried once giving it away, uh, and fortunately for him, the Blues were, weren't expecting it either, and they were able to get it back. The one thing that I know that uh, I've talked to, to people about rules changes and there's been talk about the not allowing forwards to come out of the zone on a, when they are on the uh, in overtime. The one thing that players do when they come out of the zone, and that's what the Oilers did on that one, A, you really mess up the opposition's gap control, and B... A player like Connor McDavid, as he's coming now, he can see which side the forwards on, because there's only one defenseman out there. He went to the opposite side, and it was uh, Thomas, then Cairo. so he didn't have to face. I'm not even sure if it was who was out there. Usually, it was Pareko that was on the yeah, ice. Was on so the he, ice, yeah. he went to the opposite side. So that's he comes up with speed, and he's he's, he's going around. Jordan Kyer, who is a fantastic hockey player, but he's not a defenseman. He certainly can't handle the speed of, of Connor McDavid. And then McDavid just puts himself in a position where he gets the goaltender, binning, Binnington moving too far and too fast. And all of a sudden, he just slides one off the shoulder, off the post and into the net. But I thought it was a fantastic game. Both teams played great at times. Both teams made some big mistakes. And both teams' goaltenders bailed their teammates out a few times as well.
2: Yeah, and we'll get to some of Skinner's work, of course, as we go along tonight. But let's turn our attention to Zach Hyman. 39th goal of the season on a power play late in the first period. Second period, 4.54 in. Bouchard gets it up to McDavid. Or actually, got, we got it up to Hyman. Hyman did touch yep. it first, did tap it on to McDavid. They both charge the net, and Hyman slices in his 40th of the season just incredible season I want to read you an email I got during the game from a listener Rob okay Uh, this is from Neil he says Hyman is as positive as any athlete as I've ever seen how much of his success this season can be attributed to that mental part compared to his athletic ability
3: well I don't think it's just this season I think it's his entire career as uh, he came in and he had to work his way into the National Hockey League he had to work his way up in the lineup with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know that when, when we used to do the other L- Leafs games on Hyman was in Toronto, at the end, we'd be excited about the match of Matthews and Marner and Dreisaitl and, and, and McDavid. But at the end of the night, you and I were always talking about Hyman. And it was just his work ethic that you fell in love with. Uh, he uh, He's just an incredibly positive person that puts in the work. And he's found success because he's worked hard, Keeps a good frame of mind and plays with good hockey players. But he plays with good hockey players because they like playing with him. So that was uh, 100% his attitude and his work ethic is why he is a successful hockey
4: player right now. Oilers win 3-2. Here's head coach Chris Knobloch. He likes being around him. Great teammate. Um, As for on the ice, and we'll get to the goal scoring last, Um, you know, he's pretty good defensively. On the forecheck, recovering pucks, I don't think anyone's better than anyone that is better than he is around the lake. He just manages to get a 50-50 puck 90% of the time. And just, it's a good skill. One using his body, taking away sticks, knowing who's on the ice and what they want to do. And then uh, the goal scoring, obviously he's playing with a pretty good player most nights with uh, Connor at centering him, but he's got to find a way to do it. And he's pretty good around the net, whether not getting a stick tied up, finding uh, soft spots around the uh, net, you know, that's hockey smarts.
5: There were a couple of plays, um, you know, late second, third period, uh, the Nugent Hopkins backcheck, Nurse breaks up a 2-on-1. Like, there seemed to be a couple of pretty critical defensive moments that set up for this comeback to be complete.
4: Absolutely. I think both goalies played exceptionally well, and um, you know, Skins made a huge save in that 2-on-0 when he came across with a blocker. But we got some good... Key defensive plays, Um, you mentioned the nurse, the slide on the 2-on-1, breaking that up. um, And then obviously Nugent Hopkins not giving up on that play and working so hard to catch uh, Thomas there. You know, the scores there, it's probably a different game. But um, you need efforts like that and plays like that to be successful another start that you're probably not super pumped about but maybe we're able to limit it to you know
5: first five six minutes type of thing what did you what did you see at the beginning and you know how quickly did you turn it you think
4: yeah no you look at the score and it looks looks terrible but um, you know overall in the first period you know I think we gave up three or four scoring chances and you know it's you know it's unfortunate a little lucky of you know giving up those goals. And not putting on the, on Stu at all. It was just, you know, overall, yes, we could have been better. You know, as the period went on, we started getting generating some more offense, but overall in the first period, you know, over the 20 minutes, I don't think there was many scoring chances against.
0: Uh, you mentioned uh, Skinner already, but I just wanted to kind of ask, you know, giving up those two goals, but being able to kind of regroup as a goalie
4: and kind of shut the door the rest of the way, it shows a lot of mental. T- Absolutely. That's huge. It's huge. You have a game where our team hasn't been, you know, coming out strong, playing very well, starting games. And, um, and then you let up two and, you know, two and four shots, no fault of his own. And, um, and then he plays the way he did for the rest of the game. Yeah, you have to be mentally strong. You have to be focused. And, you know, he's in a, in a pretty good zone right now.
6: Chris, what's the kind of the the secret to the chemistry between Zach Hyman and, and Connor McDavid? Because, you know, obviously Connor is the world-class player, uh, but does not not all wingers work perfectly with him? Why, why does Zach work so well with him?
4: Well, I think biggest thing is being able to get that guy the puck, get Connor the puck, and whether that's on the forward check, um, on the breakout, um, you get a pass, you're giving it back to him, and, you know, sometimes just... There's players that just plays die when it gets on their sticks, and Zach Zach's not like that. And then um, obviously the goal scoring ability is is crucial. You know, there's you know if you are playing with a guy that's going to set you up like Connor does, you know it's it's nice to have a, a good finishing touch, and Zach does have that.
6: Chris, not that Connor hasn't been doing enough, but uh, nice to see him put one in a, a pretty timely time too.
4: Yeah, was, timing was excellent. Um, you know, he's been doing everything but scoring. And, you know, he's been on the score sheet uh, two or three times almost every single night through that stretch. And, um, you know, wow, what a goal he, he uh, provided in overtime. Okay. All right, thanks, guys.
2: Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch after a 3-2 win over the St. Louis Blues. So the Oilers up to 35-20-2 on the season. The Blues... Have to settle for a single point, 30, 26, and 3. They just have two wins in their last eight games. So the Oilers end the homestand at 2 2, and 1. They were able to win their last two after uh, not doing great over their first three games here at uh, Rogers Place in the last week. So well, was he did a great job summarizing some of the big plays, too. I, I'm just going to save the Skinner chat maybe for a bit, Rob, because we'll get to a couple of his highlights and his post-game interviews. But uh, the Oilers get a power play halfway through the third period. And I'm sure you and I were both thinking, there it is. Game's over, they've yeah. They've rallied. They've come back. They've hung in there. Here comes the Hyman hat trick. Go ahead, goal. Uh, instead, it was a, a bit of a frantic two minutes <laughs> both ways, and, and Robert Thomas, who's an exceptional hockey player, oh, fant- he
3: is a star in the he is a star in the National Hockey League now.
2: short breakaway, hey,
3: you know what it. So it's funny. I I do a lot of coach mentorship, and I do a lot of skills with with teams and kids, and we talk about breakaways, 2-on-1s and breakaways. The first thing you do on a 2-on-1 or a breakaway is you shoulder check to see how much time you have because that will dictate what you can do when you're going down. And Robert Thomas, he has a breakaway, and it was about the top of the circles. He started to slow down because he started sticking out, and he had a move in his mind. But he, he didn't have as much space as he had thought that he had had. And I'm like, hey, ooh, I'm, you better be shooting here because you're not getting to the net. And Nugent Hopkins didn't quit on it. And a lot of players, you'll see, he it's, it's, you got that oh, hopeless feeling, well, there's no way I'm going to catch him. And then they slow their feet down, but Nugent Hopkins didn't. And I, I, I'm sure Robert Thomas is absolutely shocked and he's going to be watching on the iPad to see how did he catch me, where did he come from. But that was St. Louis's best player by far on a shorthanded breakaway late in the hockey game. And in all honesty, if that goes in, that, that's probably the game, the way Bennington was playing. So uh, full credit to Nugent Hopkins on that. And that wasn't even the worst of what happened on the power play for the Oilers.
2: Well, you know what? I, I thought that... I, I was surprised, too, because he, he's about to shoot. And then when I saw oh an Euler caught him, I thought, okay, that was McDavid. Because uh, I'm thinking, who else, yep. else would have got back that quickly? Yep. so No,
3: good on him. And Great then all play. of a sudden, they get a 2-on-0. Uh, uh, on, uh, on well, they're 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 killing, and it. it's like, hey, I don't well, know. if did they, this they, they right was afterwards, is it right afterwards? No, the,
2: the two on zero was earlier. Oh, the, two, the okay. two on zero was about five minutes into the period. So they had that yeah, one or two on zero, and gonna it's like get, we're going to be getting to that highlight. I'm pretty sure. Yes, so I'm it might like, be our save of the game.
3: It's like what, what is going <laughs> on here? So in an Oilers game where again the Oilers were better, they played better, but there were some huge mistakes in this hockey game by both teams. Both teams made them, uh, and Skinner had to bail the Oilers out a few times, including in overtime. The, the St. Louis Blues got some good looks yeah. in overtime. Uh, they just didn't have the puck in the last 30 seconds. Connor did, and that was the end of the St. Louis thoughts of victory.
2: All right, so the Oilers take it 3-2 in overtime. You're going to hear from the 40-goal man, Zach Hyman. You're going to hear from the guy who scored the overtime winner, Connor McDavid, and you're going to hear from the winning goaltender as well, Stuart Skinner. We are live in Studio 99. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line, on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630
1: Chad. And a rebound to Jake Neighbors, and he's got Braden Shen finds him Shen streaking for the net, dishes, what timer, what a saying, Stuart Skinner, he robs Zach
2: Bull Duke, a tremendous stop. jack michaels it's also our save of the game for crystal glass call 310 glass or visit crystalglass.ca. skinner the winning goaltender as the oilers get by the blues 3-2 in overtime here he is
0: talked about it was important you guys didn't give up the third one right the tough start for the group in the first five minutes and then it's just, you're like
7: okay i just got to keep it close for the rest and obviously it worked yeah um Yeah, obviously not not the start that we want. Um, It's kind of been happening a couple times where um, our start isn't amazing, but um, that's kind of two games in a row where we did that. Um, So I'd say it's time to learn that lesson and uh, stop doing that in the first uh, few minutes. But, um, you know, it's it's all about how you kind of, react after that and i thought that we uh, we did a great job as what do you we have them from a goalie's
5: perspective when pretty good scoring chance coming your way and Nugent hopkins grabs that back check okay. or nurse breaks it up or what does a goalie go through there uh
7: in those types of moments i just kind of i think of those moments as uh winning games um when Nuge did that uh i thought in my head if we win this game it's that's a huge moment of uh, you know that's a huge reason why um, you know when, when guys put in that type of effort you know that's doing the things that are hard um, and ultimately uh, doing the hard things will win you games so you mentioned after the Calgary game it felt like your goals against average was 100 yeah. um, two consecutive games
0: really strong performance by you is it is that easy to turn it around like that quick Does the, not that you just flip the switch and naturally want to play better but do you yeah. feel that much different now
7: than you did after that game um, not feel Feeling too different uh i think it's just you know kind of like what i said after the calgary game you know it's a lot of just like small details and little things happening and moments like you saw tonight there was moments that won us games um and then there's moments where we can end up losing games so um for me it's you know is it's uh it's never never <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> got a little something in my throat it's never easy um it's always hard, uh, and I think that's just because it's the NHL. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a tough league. So um, you know, when things don't go your way, things do do go your way. The next game's always hard because you know that team's going to come out and try to obviously try to take you down. You, you battle a lot against Zach Hyman in practice. Yeah. Um, as
0: a goalie, can, can you talk about what makes it so difficult having a guy like that who's so
7: good around with quick hands around the net? Yeah. Um, well, I think he, he's. Uh, Especially in practice, he's just one of the hardest workers. I think he's uh, he's kind of the same way in uh, in a game. Like he just comes to the net and he he uh, he grinds it out around the paint, which is actually quite annoying um, to practice against because you kind of sometimes you want to feel the puck and he kind of he doesn't let you. So it's uh, but he's um, I think that's why he's he's successful because he goes to the net, he goes to the hard areas. That's where guys score majority of the goals. He's always the first to congratulate and be hyped about one of his teammates reaching a milestone. How about him reaching the 40 goal milestone for the first? What does that mean to you as a teammate that of his? That's incredible. I'm uh, extremely happy for him. I'm extremely proud of him. Uh, he deserves that. I mean, he's, again, he's like such a hard worker. And not only that, but the best thing about Himes is the type of person he is off the ice. He's one of the best guys. He's always, uh, he's always in a good mood no matter what's going on. And um, that goes a long way, especially, uh, you know, in long seasons and you're around him all the time. So it's nice that he's, uh, he's a pretty happy guy.
2: Stuart Skinner, winning goaltender, and also the fourth star tonight for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer, the three stars Hyman, McDavid and Thomas. Oilers beat the Blues 3-2. Plenty more to come, including post-game from Hyman and McDavid. We're in studio 99, back after the news and weather for more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Hockey is brought to you
2: by the Butcher
0: Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance.
1: Hi, Pareko lofting it in deep. St. Louis was offside. Lead pass. McDavid rolls in against Pennington Centers. with timer score. david has got 40. And the Oilers have tied it up. Extending his career high to 40.
2: Well, Zach Hyman not slowing down this season. We have our fill the net presented by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. $100 for every goal the 630 set is anonymous, so uh, $4,000 alone now on the Zach Hyman goals, which is pretty cool. But Hyman, you know, doing it, how he does it, going to the net, finding rebounds, making a stick available. What?
3: It's funny. I mean, I, I saw the highlights on, on Sportsnet, and they were measuring his goals, how far it was, three feet, four feet, things like that. Uh, and they aren't, he's not blowing them by the goaltender from 40 feet, but the hands that he has in front of the net uh, are something to behold. The, the first goal that he scored, puck him out of the corner, and he tried to push the puck past the goalie, trying to one-time it on his, on his normal side. When the rebound was there, quick he just quickly, four in the backhand upstairs with a man pressuring him and he goes down to his knees as he does it that those are quick hands uh now he's got an advantage with his strength that allows him to make plays in tight spaces and not have to worry about getting bowled over but he's got good hands the 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 second goal where it was the backdoor tap in he's still when it's coming across as we've seen this year there's certain players connor brown missed a couple like that we've seen other players miss them it's not as easy as it looks And Bennington got a cross on that. So now you've got to get it up over the pad, but also below the glove. So Zach Hyman has had a fantastic season. I hope this dream season hasn't ended. And and when it does, there's a five at the beginning of the number of goals that that he has. But Zach Hyman, he's earned and deserved everything that he's gotten this year.
2: 3-2, the Oilers beat the Blues in overtime. Our hotline, 780 496 0063, is presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. We have Chris standing by. Chris, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
8: Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Uh, well, first off, uh, you know what? What a terrific game that was. Right? You know what? Despite the, uh, that might be the ugliest starts to a game I think it was that was that first I don't know five to eight minutes since Knobloch took over but uh I think uh you know kudos to the team for uh, uh you know kind of digging down and uh battling back and finding a way to get the win here and uh you know kind of underrated just some of the defensive stuff you know I know um you guys talked about uh Nugent's backtrack on uh, robert thomas uh, short panda breaker which is still ridiculous like i it's still amazing he managed to catch him up uh i think Thomas is gonna be uh he's gonna be thinking about that one for a bit and uh but even just underratedly i thought uh after you know after a bit of the gaffe uh, he had in the last game uh terrific game by Evan Bouchard, i thought uh defensively uh I think it was on the two-on-zero in the second period, or the near two-on-zero, where he kind of bounced it out of midair, and he kind of managed. It was a lot of takeaways he had, and almost kind of, you know, he brushed off. The one mistake in the last game that cost a goal, and you know, he really, uh, really uh, shined well, like not just offensively, but still on the defensive side. And uh, I thought it was impressive to see tonight.
3: Yeah, that. P- Sorry, Rob. No, well, that that play though, he's the one that gave it away at the blue line. So when he was coming back, he was going to make sure that he didn't let them score there. But it was penalty, good eye hand like right He that. got the penalty. Oh, yeah. He put his arm out. That was one where let the let the period end. It was a it was it was a soft call, but it was a call that he allowed the referee to make. But yeah, no, I mean, Evan Bouchard, uh, he's matured a lot as a player. Doesn't let things bother him when things go wrong, and we've seen over the course of. The season, every player has nights where things go wrong. If you dwell on it, it, it ruins the rest of your evening. So Evan Bouchard has found other ways to contribute when certain parts of his game aren't there.
2: Yeah, and, and don't let one mistake turn into ten. No, and you know? a
3: lot of young players do. Right. It just, it, well, there's a lot of pros do. It just eats them up, and they can't get over it. And I think I do really believe that having Ekholm beside him on the bench, on the ice, uh, just someone that has been around that can, you know what, don't worry about it. You know what? Mistakes happen. We all do it, and he just calms them down. It's an incredible calming influence having that guy out there with you all the time.
2: Yeah, Bouchard played a ton tonight twenty five, twenty six of ice time. McDavid got up to twenty four, twenty nine. We were talking off air too. Uh, uh, Vinnie Desjardins played fifteen, forty four. His his puck skills. He, he did make one pass, unfortunately. <laughs> he, well, he passed to the position he vacated, but he's his puck handling, and I'm not saying he's elite, but he's become so much better with the puck. Well,
3: he, he understood what his deficiencies were, and he talked about it in the summer, all the things that he did to prepare to be a better player. Uh, he's got incredible size and a willingness to uh, put his body on the line penalty killing, but he knows to stay in the National Hockey League and just to find more minutes, he's got to be able to make a first pass. He's got to be able to take the pass and move it in transition quickly, keep pucks in at the blue line. Uh, When pucks get rimmed around he's got to be able to pull them off the boards quickly to give himself time to make plays And you can see the improvement in his game and when you improve and it works in a game It gives you confidence and when you get confidence you start to improve even more But uh, tonight there was a few plays and he made a fantastic play where he pulled the puck across the blue line and found Connor McDavid in the high slot and shot for a, a shot tip and McDavid didn't, and Binnington made the save, but uh, that's why we, I know there's a lot of talk about what the Oilers need to upgrade on. I like the Oilers' defense. If it stays healthy, I like the Oilers' defense, and Vinnie Deharnay is a big part of that.
2: Oilers win 3-2 over the Blues in overtime. We'll get to Zach Hyman in a second here, but first we'll go to Dean on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Dean, go ahead,
8: please. Okay, so if the French judge gives Sunquist a 9.5 on that dive the Australian judge gives Sunquist a 9.2 on that dive what does the Russian judge give him? They have well, no judges just executioners
3: no, I mean the thing is on that play it, it, he was interfering Bouchard was interfering with him Sunquist went down easy but Bouchard was interfering with him and he didn't need to the period was over there was less than a second to go going into the corner. Just don't put your, put your arm on him. You, you do not want to give the referee an opportunity to make a 50-50 call, and he did. Sundquist went down easy. I thought there could possibly be a, a, an embellishment call there, but Bouchard put his arm out, and that was after he made the fantastic play, breaking up the, the two-on-one, knocking it out of the air. So the referees uh, will make calls uh, if you give them the opportunity, and on that one, Bouchard gave him an
2: opportunity. All right, McDavid, the overtime winner. Zach Hyman scores twice. Here he is. So his the score. have something to, do to you? that
9: special spot? Uh, I think it's a milestone, obviously. Um, fun to get it in the win. a big win, big one, obviously, too. So a lot of uh, a lot of hockey left. So you think he after he robbed you a couple of times in St. Louis, gets back at him tonight? <laughs> It was a pretty similar play, uh, the one I was just able to get under it and get it up. Um, yeah, he's a good goalie, so it's, yeah, he made a couple of save offs game, and I was able to get a goal on today. As
6: you,
7: as you, sorry, as you sort of have better season after better season, is this just you kind of getting comfortable with Connor, learning where to be around Connor, and, and figuring out how to be? the best player's best winger? <laughs> Not to take it away from him, but you know. No,
9: I mean, I play with the best player in the world, so I'm very fortunate and I'm very aware that I'm, I'm pretty lucky. It's obviously one of the, the big reasons I chose to come here was to have the opportunity to play with, with Connor. And But you're good at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, but, I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, you, you learn, and I think a lot of it just has to do with communication. He thinks the game so well, so if I'm able to to you know think it with him and and get to spots that uh that he can get the puck to then you know we'll have a good chance to to score so um i just keep trying to get open and (laughs) you guys you're on him for not scoring but it's because he's you know he's making those plays and i'm I'm the benefactor so obviously he put one in tonight but uh he's he's a, a generational player
6: you mentioned before
9: that it's not easy to play
6: with connor just in the sense that there are expectations to come with that and um what, how have you managed those expectations, I guess, as you, over the last
9: three years? Yeah, you've been able to... I wouldn't say it's not easy. I should rephrase that. Like, it's a luxury to play with a guy like that. And like, it's it's easy in the sense that you're going to get opportunities. Yeah. Um, it's hard in the sense that there's a pressure to produce every night and to score and to and to be um, one of the best lines in hockey because, you know, you have the best player in the world, and, and he's driving. So... Um, it's fun, like it's it's fun to be in situations with with him on the ice, and um, you know, to Spec's point, like every year you learn, and you try to figure out tendencies, and the longer you play with somebody, the more you learn their tendencies, and you're able to know uh, where each other are and things like that. So, um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. Less what pressure is it with, with, the, uh, with 40 bad goals? Sorry, sorry uh, one less pressure with forty goals. <laughs> less, uh, I mean, uh, I just pressure to win games. Really, I think um but you know i I don't don't really think about that i just think about going and playing my game and i think that's kind of why i've had some success with really good players is i just go out there and play and and trust you know that whatever i'm doing is going to help complement them and that's why you know i was in that position so um yeah it's fun Again, chasing a
5: game. That's so,
9: sorry, I can. hear Chasing a game again. Chasing a game. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah we, wouldn't want to, we don't want to do that all the time, but we were fortunate. You know, Stu played really well, kept us in it, and uh, able to find a way to win. I mean, he does it all. Like one of the guys, if you want to talk about underrated players in the league, he had a hundred point season last year, and I still think he's underrated. Like I I don't know how more much more underrated you can get. He's just such a huge, huge, huge part of our team in all facets. He touches every part of the game, even strength, center, wing, power play, penalty kill, out in the last minute, out uh, when you're up, when you're down, when you need a goal, like when you're tied. you name it; uh, he's he's just solid. Like you can't ask for a, a more do-it-right guy than Nuge.
6: You mentioned how we were talking to Connor about a scoring drought. We knew it would end eventually. Sure, picked a good time.
9: He always days, does. Yeah, he always does. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, you guys are talking about how prolific his passing has been. Like, I think there's a counter to it. In, like. I don't remember a time where somebody had this many assists in this short window so Grits. maybe you guys should focus on that one just
6: just, yeah. Yeah, just
9: grats. Grats. Know, uh, well, i don't know i don't see any articles about that it's, <laughs> just why <I> it. <laughs> so maybe maybe you guys should start writing those ones
2: <laughs> all right uh, zach i've having some fun there he has two goals tonight he has 40 on the season as the oilers Beat the St. Louis Blues 3 2 in overtime. Oilers trailed 2 0, 4.49 into the game. settle took an early penalty. Thomas scored on the power play at 2.19. Buchnevich, his name's been out there and, uh, as a possible guy to be traded. He scored at 4.49. Uh, we had the one caller talk about the poor start. It was, I said to yeah, you after the first intermission, there were some plays where the Oilers turned over the puck. Not only did they turn it over, I'm not even sure who they were trying to pass to <laughs> on a couple, but thankfully they got it together tonight and it was a pretty good game to watch. Dylan Holloway got a shift each period on the second line.
3: Well, I think uh, at the end of the night, the coaching staff goes through the stats and sees how much each player has played. And I think they're probably looking at the end of the games. They're like, okay, Holloway only got seven minutes tonight. And I thought it actually he was effective in those minutes. Where can we find him more ice time? Okay, you know what? After a penalty killer, after such and such, or if they've been double shifted, let's get him out. Boom, boom, boom on this line and see what he's capable of doing just to get him a little extra ice time. So that's probably what it is. They just, they Holloway has shown well. I thought that he's continuing to make positive strides, and to do, uh, to give him a little bit of a bonus because he doesn't play in your power play and he doesn't play in your penalty kill. So where can we get him a little extra ice time? Well, once a period, we'll put him up with whoever on the second line is, and we'll get him ice time that way.
2: Holloway played 10:34. Connor Brown played 8:35. I set the line while well, Rob did at point nine <laughs> points by Connor Brown. Tonight for River Creek Resort and Casino excitement, bet on it. Ryan took the under and wins a fifty dollars River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. We'll go back to the Certainty Hotline. Lee is standing by. Lee, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead.
4: Hey,
8: thanks for uh, taking my call. Anyways, you know what? What totally bewilders me is uh, our starts. If I, you know what? Here's a thought. Okay, you know what? Start the fourth line, maybe the third line. I tell if the call, uh, knob lock. Get in there, dump it deep, start smashing guys. Give them some face washes. Like just, do we have? Okay, we don't have a goon on our team, but you know what I mean. Like maybe start yeah. roughing some people. The up. third, the Oilers' third and
3: fourth lines don't play that way, though. They don't. Yeah, they're not. They're not white face washing guys. They're not uh, big hitters. That's not the way this Oilers team is built. Last game, the Oilers' uh, Carter McDavid was a, his line was the third line out there. So they did put the the second and third lines out before he did. Uh, I, they've tried all kinds of different ways to get the team to start better, and uh, this is just this team isn't built on physicality with their bottom six. Uh, sometimes skilled teams try to wade their way slowly into game just to see what the temperature of the game is first before they need to 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 ramp it up a bit. Um, but yeah, these. When you get into bigger games against better teams, falling behind you know each and every period, and having to chase games that 's a lot of pressure because now you 've got to make sure you yeah. beat the goalie on the other end who when we get into the playoffs, a lot of the goalies are the best goalies in the national hockey League, so Uh, This is something that they are certainly talking about and trying to address because it's no secret that the Oilers have gotten off to bad starts lately. They fixed their second period. They're better there now. Now it's the first period that's a problem. As long as they keep the third period as their best, that'll keep them in good standings. Yeah,
2: but really uh, surprising how how often it's been a problem lately. and. and the makeup of the bottom six that it, it might be different in 10 well, days yeah, hey, yeah I, I
3: i do believe the Oilers are going to do something and I, I, I would love to see size and experience in their bottom six um i'd love to see some more size and experience and their back end as well uh i i'm hoping the move today by the dallas stars getting chris tanov out of calgary opens up the floodgates of trades and uh, we'll see what goes on now in the next few days before the deadline because that was a big move by the Calgary Flames, acquiring a top four defenseman uh, in their push as they believe they have a team good enough to win the Stanley Cup.
2: Whenever the Oilers score five or more, we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on 630ched.com that allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census visit jvedmonton.ca. The Oilers get three tonight. It's enough. A 3-2 overtime win over the Blues. You'll hear from the guy who scored the game winner, Connor McDavid, as we move along on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line hockey is
0: brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630
2: Chad. Oilers beat the Blues 3-2 in overtime in the AHL. Raphael Lavois with a hat trick as the Bakersfield Condors take it to Tucson 7-2. Oil Kings lost the hockey-hookie game in Calgary, 6-3 to the Hitman, and the only other NHL game saw the Rangers dump the Blue Jackets 4-1. That is the scoreboard, updated courtesy Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. All right, 780-496-0063, Andy's on the line. Andy, go ahead
10: yes i got a i got a couple of questions and then I'll hang up and listen to you my first question the referees when they screw up a call like they did oh do they get do they get uh does somebody look into that? Yes, they, you they, guys evaluate. Up. Every they game, evaluate. Every
3: game there's evaluations, and I, th- I believe every game has a supervisor in the stand that watches. Or they're
2: rewatched. watched yeah. And so, now, so it's never you, public, though, Andy. It's, it's never made public. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I've told people dozens of times over the years. If you think a game was poorly refereed, write down the names of the refs, and then check, see how many playoff games they get.
10: Well, obviously they think they didn't do anything wrong because they never made up for it. Well, well anyway, you're not, my, you don't—you're
2: not supposed to make up for it. That's
3: not right. You can't make yeah. up a call later if it's well, not Well, they
10: miss many calls that they could have called after that. Yeah. Okay. What's your yeah. second question? So my, my second question is is an argument I'm having with a friend at work. If if a, if a, a hockey player scores three goals, he gets credit for a hat trick, right? Yep. And if he scores six goals, does he get credited for six scoring six goals, or does he get credited? For scoring
2: two hat-tricks. Six goals. Well, it'd be basically both. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. I've never I know it doesn't happen often, double but, hat- but, I've never but, heard but it was is... a double hat-trick. <laughs> yeah.
10: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. All right. So he... That's quite the question from Andy. I've never thought about that. No, I. I no, Six goals doesn't happen very often. No, no. I, have I think seven. you would have a six-goal game. I don't think you'd have two hat-tricks. Yeah, I think, because it sounds better. A hat trick trick is three or more goals in a game. Well, once you get to three, that's the hat trick. Anything beyond that is is bonus time.
3: Yeah, don't talk about the hat trick anymore, because people get hat tricks. You you throw out a four or a five or a six, you say, I got six goals tonight.
2: I I believe if you uh, get a hat trick, you know what uh, you throw on the ice? Any any pets that you brought to the game.
3: (laughs) Well, it's funny now that they have all the netting up. You see the people throwing the hats, hitting the netting, bouncing (laughs) up. My my
2: son was in those seats once.
3: Dad, I got 14 hats
2: today. I'm like, (laughs) do not put those things on your head. (laughs) No, that's that's a good point. Uh, The Oilers uh, were one for two on the power play. Hyman got the power play goal. Blues were one for three. So that early power play goal, I thought the other two were PKs were quite good. Much nice. better.
3: And you could see the frustration mounting with the St. Louis Blues after each one. So, no, the, the penalty killing uh, gave up the early one. Uh, but after that, a couple big big... So we've seen that lately, though. The power play and penalty killing seems like, in big moments, find a way to get it done.
2: By the way, I don't encourage throwing your pet. That was just a stupid joke. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll see next game. But maybe <laughs> they should have it. Like, if you got six goals, maybe if you had a bird at the game, let the bird go? You could like release a dove and yeah, it I'm could su- fly and sure, descend on I'm the I'm sure ice. Rogers
3: would be happy if a bunch of birds start flying around the arena when Connor scores
2: six goals. Well, you've had bats in the games you've played in. The, the, the arena staff wasn't oh, happy. It could be a bat trick. There it is. Ooh. Three goals is a hat trick. Six, six goals is a, is a bat
3: trick. Well, you know what? I'll, I'm going to start bringing a, a bat to each and every game just in <laughs> case little cage. someone scores a little six.
2: Cage with a, you're walking around with a cage with this black cloak over it. What's in the cage? Just What's in, case. in the cage? Just in case just someone in gets case. to six.
3: <laughs> I'm going to release where well, I'm up above
2: Bob. I'm going to release it right down on Bob. Hey, Bob, six goals. He <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't know what was going on. Uh, by the way, the power play discussion for Conlon Motorsports They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports, four locations across Alberta, or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. There's no bat joke there, is there? <laughs> no, I think, I, think we, I think we beat that bat to death. <laughs> well, then, Isn't that what happened in the game you played in? No, he's small. He, he, well, the he...
3: they, they put a towel over it, and then the linesman wouldn't touch it, and a guy named Corey Bolio off our bench, jumped on the ice, picked it up with the towel over it, oh, took okay. it in down, and put it in a garbage can that the Zamboni die came But Zammone it was still probably
2: on. alive though. Oh it was alive yeah. It was just
3: but he was stuck but he got stuck on the because the ice was wet. It was the beginning of a period oh, the so his bat wings got wet. He couldn't get up. Couldn't lift up. But the the referee was too scared to touch. Yeah. And having said that there was zero chance I was going to it either so I was on the ref side on that one.
2: It's tough being a bat in a hockey rink.
3: It is. You had nowhere to it really, go. It really is. And he was, he, well he was swooping down at the players too and then finally swooped too low landed in the water on the ice and that was the end of the bat. So I don't know what they did with him afterwards. I'm not sure if it was catch and release.
2: Yeah, see, because Blatt's, bats don't see well, so he's in the garbage can. Does his sonar still work? Like, I figure he could have got out from under the towel.
3: I'm hoping they allowed the bat his freedom outside,
2: but... I've got to get a bat expert on inside sports tomorrow. What do you call someone who studies bats? A batologist. Sure. It's good as any. i got to Google it now. Uh Oilers have beaten the uh <laughs> the Blues three two in overtime, by the way. Connor McDavid. Uh, a chiropterologist. A, chi- a, chi- a chiropterologist is someone who studies bats. But seriously, no one. I don't one... know if
3: I'm saying that right. Well, that's why I said batologist. It probably makes more sense. People yeah. understand that. Yeah,
2: that's what they have to say at parties. What do you do for a living? I'm a chiropterologist. Sorry, what? I study bats, okay?
3: <laughs> well, I'm not sure that person is getting to invited to a lot if of it's parties. they baseball
2: yeah. bats or the <laughs> animal.
3: I'm not sure they're inviting the bat guy to the party.
2: All right. You're going to hear from Connor McDavid, who's much more interesting than a bat. The Oilers have beaten the Blues 3 2 in overtime. It's Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line. <laughs>
0: hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. McDavid kicks it back to Cole, and now McDavid
1: has it again at center ice with 30 seconds to go. Beats Thomas, walks in, left circle shot, score! Connor McDavid, the drought is over!
2: Jack Michaels on the call. McDavid his twenty-second from home at Nugent Hopkins at four thirty-four of overtime. Hyman had the other two Oilers goals. Here's Connor McDavid.
9: I like Zach Hyman,
5: you know, put out the effort he does every single night, and he reaches a career milestone, like 40 goal seasons. As a teammate of his, what does that mean to you? Um, Yeah, obviously, so happy for him. Um, He's a guy that brings it every single day. brings it with a a positive attitude, a smile on his face. Um, Even when things aren't going well, um, he shows up and is the same every day, and um, it's great to see him get rewarded. He's been playing great this year, and um, he's banging in goals left right center and um it's been great for our team. Only two guys in Order's history
0: have scored forty quicker, Gretzky and Curry. So it's it's not that he's scored forty, it's how quick he's done it and you know, fifty and, and beyond looks very doable.
5: Um yeah, taking it one day at a time, I'm sure that's on his mind a little bit, but um, you know, scoring 40 is uh, um, a huge accomplishment. Um you know, I'm sure there's lots of lots of people out there um that were doubting him early in his career, judging him by just how he looked on the ice. Um, But he's the, you know, the the epitome of work for everything he's got. um, And he's done that um, in spades. And obviously here in Edmonton, he's fit right in and um, continues to score big goals for us. So you did decide to score, right? <laughs> there, was no one, there was no one to pass to. Was so, I, thought Hines, I thought Hines would be on the backside, but uh, quit on the play, I guess So, you—I you, uh, mean—you've been putting up assists at a pretty crazy pace here. Do you just—you maybe get into phases where you just kind of see it a little bit different, or you're, you're sensing things a little different? Or how would you describe kind of this zone you've been in, assist-wise? Uh, you know what? I'm always trying to to make plays and, and to to set guys up and. Um, obviously right now it seems like it's been more than than obviously scoring. You know, goals have been hard to come by. Um, You know, but I don't know if there's a zone or anything. I'm always trying to produce any way I can. I'm not trying to not score goals. It's just been the pass has been there. And um, I've been uh, maybe making too many passes here and there. But, um, you know, they've been going in. What do you see on your (laughs) winner? Yeah, not much time left. I was pretty tired. Eck was tired. Um <laughs>
2: like he was waiting for
5: you. <laughs> yeah, I kept, I, kept,
2: I kept giving it back to him. I felt bad for him. He was just trying to get off the ice.
5: but um, You know, he kind of gave it to me there, and I just tried to give it one last dash, and... and um, you know, there was not much going on that play. Just tried to get it to the net somehow, and fortunately went in. How about the effort from Ryan Newton hopkins on that back check? Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, you know, he, uh, he comes back a long ways. Doesn't quit on that play. Um, you know, that's a, that's a huge play in the game. Um, I think of other plays. I think of Nursey breaking up a 2-on-1. Folks back-checking on that one, too. Sue, obviously, with the 2-on-0 save. Um, some great defensive plays. Connor, the first five minutes, obviously,
7: not
0: what the team wanted. You didn't let it last the whole period. Is that maybe the, the one positive you take out of the first was that it was a short stint, even though it was a
5: tough five minutes? Yeah, obviously a tough five minutes. Um, and we were lucky to get out of it just down two. Um, not the recipe for success, obviously. Um, you know, but um, we didn't let it get to three, and we clawed our way back in, Score a big goal at the end of the first, and, you will know, make it a game again. Um, I thought we were the, the better team for, for 50 minutes. Um, I thought we lacked a little bit of the killer instinct maybe. Um, didn't find a way to, uh, to, to to bury one earlier, but um, still happy we got a win.
6: Connor, just go back to Zach. You've played with a lot of great players here, but you, just, you two seem to have this chemistry. Can you describe it? What, what kind of makes you two click?
5: Well, he's always at the net. Um, you know and and um, that's a guy I like to play with obviously I like to do uh, a lot of roaming around the zone um, you know I'm not always the guy at the net so uh, I need someone that's going to be there and he's obviously there a lot um, and he's big and strong I think you see in the first goal he gets you know the b-man on his back and makes it easy just to kind of put it in there and he gets a couple whacks at it and, and, and scores so um, he makes a lot of plays like that he makes it easy on the passer to uh, to put it in there for him. Thank Thank you. You.
2: All right, This Connor McDavid ends a 10-game goalless drought. Zach Hyman scores twice to get to 40. Stuart Skinner, 32 saves as the Oilers rally from an early 2-0 deficit to beat St. Louis 3-2 in overtime. Our next game broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Saturday afternoon 12.30 face-off show game at 2. Oilers at the Seattle Kraken. Thanks to Brendan Escott for getting us the post-game audio tonight and working on the story on global globalnews.ca. Thanks to our game day engineer Troy Bowler and to our studio producer Kellen Kennedy. We have been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Harlan Ford Overtime Open Line.